years of tripping on time. Be there! Scour the spaceways! Explore vast alien worlds! The tin right here contains the whole rigmarole. I used to smoke about an ounce of hash every day. Good. And it made me go a little bonkers. Maybe. If I occupy his mind with more duties, I can control his space. Hi. Big fat Hi. doobies. Hi. 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 How's it going?
you know, we'll post something and we'll talk about yeah. it a little more on the show after we kind of figure out how that's going to work. But I think it'll be it'll be nice to be able to get that out to people because it's definitely something need, yeah. people need to Just like, like I, I wrote in uh, when I posted the press release for the Patients Out of Time thing, if you go to hotboxpodcast.com, uh, on the latest episode, 48, I think, I just mm-hmm. kind of took the show notes over and posted that, that press release, but... It's all about, you know, his group and stuff, and just, this book is, like, it's a cool story. It is. Like, from 10 years old, he's been doing this, and then to, to see, like, everything he had to go through and all the different panels and judges and FDA and DEA and all that stuff, just to get the federal government to be like, here, have some marijuana yeah. on us. Well, yeah. on all of us, actually, yeah, all we're all us. paying for it, we're which is cool. We're all pitching in, you I'm know. I'm happy to pitch in, more than hey. May as well. Well, and the other thing that I think is really great about Herb is he doesn't just focus on medical cannabis. He, he takes part in other things, too, to just benefit people in general. Right. The Shake a Lake Foundation. Yep. We were just talking to him about that a little bit ago. And I know we've mentioned on the show before that I have an autistic son. Right. And, you know, Herb actually was speaking about... Um, uh, can you go ask Logan to let it. them in? Oh, yeah. Oh, wait, they got let in. Okay. I don't know where the button is, sorry. <laughs> so speaking of, here comes, uh, hi, is this locked? Probably. But, um, we were talking about the Shea Lake Foundation nope, and, and no helping kids and everything. I just think it's amazing that people okay. take part in other community things outside of just the pressing issue of medical marijuana. And, you know, hey, look, we've got a full house. Yeah, Earth right there. Uh, you want to I'll take the end. Yeah. Heidi. All right. Your live camera there. Uh, camera here Hi, for you guys. Camera right over there. So, uh, all you have to do is talk. It's all being recorded. So, yep. just talk. It feels uh, weird talking and knowing that. that people can hear you, but we're trying to get used to it. Usually, we have microphones right in front yeah, of our face. Yeah, so this is so. kind of nice, though. This is freedom. freedom. It is. Yeah. It's, it's more like it's more of a, a forum that you see when we, you know, with our parents on a Sunday and morning. It's yeah. it's very echoing here, so let's keep it down. You can leave just you. Voice. You're the only one yeah, that needs to. Tidy occasionally, she gets worked up. But will you call me a loudmouth? No. What? No. So we have we have <laughs> Irvin Rosenfeld. Okay, this is Irvin Rosenfeld. We have. Spoken of him numerous times on the show. You can go to youtube.com slash hotboxpodcast and see him speak from the Helena Symposium. Right, and we've directed people to mymedicinthebook.com yep. over Absolutely. and over again. He is one of the four, he's the, uh, the longest surviving. Uh, surviving federal patient. There's four right now. There were 13, 13 total. There I were 28. No, there were 13 patients. That were getting medicine. Right, but there was more that never There was another 28 patients who had been approved by all three government agencies, Mm -hmm. but never received their medicine, and they never did. Because of the Bush administration. And they shut down the program and said, those that are getting medicine, you can continue. Those that never got it, though, too bad, right? Right, and they they will uh, be allowed to have marinol. Right. Yeah. And then along with her, we have Heidi from Montana Connect. James, what's up? Oh, I'm doing fine. I... I read your book in like a day and a half because I was going to interview you and Helena, and I, I never got to. And just one of the questions that I really wanted to ask, man, you kicked your first 
girlfriend out because <laughs> of marijuana. And, like, that stuck with me when I read that. I was like, oh, my goodness. Like, you were seriously like, oh, why are totally. you doing drugs? What's wrong with you? Exactly, exactly. Why would you do any illegal drug? That's amazing. Well, didn't you help the D.A.R.E. program also? No, no, no what I joke what's in my book, the, the chapter, when I speak about that, mm. or not when I speak about that, when I, when I started speaking in high school in uh, 70 and 71. Right. Uh, then that I would speak to kids of my own age, you know, about don't do illegal drugs. Right. So the chapter of the book is that part is say how I invented the Dare program. <laughs> I really didn't invent the Dare program. Right, right. It was long before it, but it was the same that, thing. That mind so, state about it. Yeah. Right. So, you know, yeah. When I went off to college in '71, I was a total advocate. I mean, here I took all these pharmaceuticals. Right. Yeah. And that's that's the only way to take you know medicines. And you've been taking pharmaceuticals since what you were ten, right? Since I was basically ten. Yeah. And if you would have continued on that path, you know how quickly you build up a tolerance to that. The doses that you would have been on would have completely destroyed your liver if you wouldn't have found something else to supplement that. Yeah, quite possible. Because again, I, yeah, I was taking quite a bit. I mean, because even if you stopped I mean, taking it and didn't have the the medical cannabis, like you would have gotten pretty pretty ill from the sickness itself. Uh, quite possible. Right. Yeah, I was taking. A lot of a lot of different drugs, right. yeah. and, uh, and quite a bit. And it was it was building up towards the tolerance. Yeah. I was taking more and more and more. Funny thing is, I was taking as much at one point of about well six or seven different medications. But along with that was maybe forty milligrams of value. Right. Yeah. About three years ago, the, the, my muscles were really tight for some reason. I don't know what was happening with it, but the, you know, I thought maybe the cannabis wasn't as good. And so I called the doctor, and they said, "Well, how about let's give you some five milligram value?" Right. Oh, I hadn't taken that for years. I haven't taken any of that in you know, forever. Okay, fine. So <coughs> that night was bothering me, so I took a five milligram value. I go to work the next day. Everybody starts saying, what's wrong with you? There's something wrong with you. Finally, around noon, it dawned on me, oh, God, it's that dying. The five milligram allows you five milligram right. value, I took. So a week later, I guess I was having some problems. So I said, well, let me break it in half. Right. Damn if I had to a drug the next day. Wow. So I was laughing at myself. You know, my old drug friends, we used to take 40, 50 milligrams a day, have nothing. I couldn't even handle a two and a half milligrams yeah. now. <laughs> Once you get off of it for a while, it, it, yeah. You know, so yeah, it did, you, you did build up your tolerance to it. And yeah. the fact that I discovered cannabis was great. But the fact with that girl, yeah, she, she was had cannabis. And look, I had morphine. I had Dilaudid. Right. I had Quaalude, the back one. I had Valium. I had Butazol and Alka. I had Lyorosol. So I had all these legal drugs. I did, all I envisioned was a policeman walking in, and, or somehow, and he was having an illegal drug, and then right. I'd have trouble with all my legal drugs. Right. And so I just couldn't take that chance, so I told her, get rid of it, and she wouldn't. So showed her the door. Did you find that when you were taking all of like the, the harder narcotics, did you get a euphoric feeling from that? Because I, I remember in your book you say when you smoke cannabis, you don't no, get don't. a feeling. It right. relieves your pain right. and your, your symptoms. Uh, Dalai, did you from the narcotics? Uh, from Dalai, yeah. Really? There, there were times that, yes, right. you did. Yes, you, you, you could feel it a lot. Huh. Nothing but else. The other That's interesting to me. Like that you well, don't the, well, well Dilaudid is hydromorphone. That's on right. a scale of opiates. That's one of the more potent ones up there with fentanyl and stuff. Right. And then oxycodone, hydrocodone. And, and well, and the funny thing is, if you took uh, methacrylone, 300 milligrams right. of methacrylone. I don't think they even have that anymore. No, they? they took that off the market in 1980. They took that off the market in 1980. And when I took a whole pill, it would help me sleep. Right. If I took a half a pill, I would get a euphoric feeling from it. Hmm. And I wouldn't sleep. But I'd get, it would be a great painkiller. And I'd get a high from it. With a less dose. Half of, That's half interesting. Of interesting. Oh. But I took a whole pill, huh. it wouldn't happen. Uh-huh. 
And now, and you also, you handle multi-million dollars of money on a continual basis using cannabis. Yeah, that's your job. Do you want to tell everyone in case they don't yeah, know? What do, you, what do you do for a living? Uh, for a living, I'm Senior Vice President of Investments for Newbridge Securities in Fort Lauderdale, Florida. Prestigious. And, uh, yeah, and uh, 800 numbers, 877 447 9625. So, uh, <laughs> yeah, were you still taking all the opiates? Yes. Okay, so did you like to do a cold turkey off, or did you, from those opiates, or did you slowly taper the opiates back off and go into the cannabis? Well, what my doctor and I found in the premise of the study is that when I had cannabis along with the opiates, it enhanced the effects of the opiates, not too less. Right, you were doing so protocols with that about taking. That was that was the part. Yeah, right. that's what, see how that's it was what, affecting. Right, right. So, yeah. So that's so we really I just tapered off. And then finally, in 1990, I was just so sick of all the different, you know, medicines. Mm -hmm. I just said, "That's it. I'm not taking any more." And I never had a problem with any of the meds. I would take them for three weeks, like with the morphine. Mm -hmm. I'd take it for three weeks and then not use it for a week, right. just That's to make sure, just to make sure right. I had addiction. Bad enough when you got a pain disorder that causes problems. You don't want to have a second disorder right. from a drug. You're yeah. having yeah. another problem created yeah. from exactly. what was fixing exactly. your first okay. problem. And so, therefore, therefore, uh, I tapered off, and then finally, in 1990, I just stopped using them. So, are you that's completely off of all of your uh, opiate medication? Oh, I haven't taken that since 1990. Amazing. Yeah, so, you completely years, years, strictly, strictly cannabis. medical cannabis. Yeah. That's well, amazing. Well, stri basically, strictly medical cannabis, but again. Uh, I still have Vioxx. Right. Anti, it's an Didn't they have a problem with the heart? They took it off the market in 2005. Well, he doesn't even take it daily, though. But no, I take right. it. Those people were is, taking the it. The point is, this was yeah. this is medicine that's over five years old. Right. Been off the market. Right. And I had probably at one point maybe 30 pills, and I still have like 10 left. Wow. So over those years, you know, it's like one a month, one every two months, one every three months. Right, right. You know, when two months, my arm flares up. And the same thing with Percocet. I'll take a right. half of Percocet. Again, the dentist will usually fill twenty of them, and three years later, you know, right. I might need a refill. I mean, you know, you know and that's 20. that's kind of interesting that we we're starting to learn that cannabis has this this compounding effect when mixed with opiates because people would use uh, other chemicals like kratom or something like that with their opiates to accentuate the effect, mm -hmm. so they could take less of their opiates but still get that higher effect. And that's interesting that. Cannabis has that same effect that like a kraton or something like that would do. And, and like as a, I, I don't know what the, the where an attenuator or something mm -hmm. that it just works with it and accentuates those effects. So you have you can take less but right. still maintain. And and that's what GW Pharmaceuticals. And we're learning new things about it all the time. Oh, of course and we once are. we get it rescheduled, then we can really focus on the research well, and really see what this plant can do. Which is what it needs to be done. Is right. Rescheduled. So in well, your opinion, is that the first thing that needs to happen? Rescheduled. Oh, I think that's would be most important. Yeah. Out of anything else even, that even we should be working on, that's well, there's all you never you need you need to work on all right. all the things because right. you never know what's really going to work, what's right. going to stick. But it would be nice even for the state of Montana, for the board of medicine, or for the state legislature to you know to pass a referendum, whichever you know, yeah. to say that 
you know, this is a medicine in that which should be reclassified. And we have precedent with that set, with your the the judge that stated that, and the DEA completely ignored the oh, yes, Francis right about. So the precedent is there, it was just ignored. Well, and you've been asking them for 28 years to do studies. And that's why I like pointing out, like, he's been doing this since before we were born. Like, we were changing laws, and that is so cool to me. I was a year old. Well, I'm 30, so I think that's so cool that, like, we're benefiting from the work you were doing before we were well, born. Well, and we're kids, we're kids of the D.A.R.E. program, too. Exactly, so, yeah. I mean, we were brought up Every in time a you very get a video strict game that, mentality. Yeah. This, no. this is your yeah. brain, this is yeah. your brain Arcade on drugs. It was everywhere. Yeah, <laughs> and, you know, we've always had it pushed into our head that this was this horrible, terrible... Right. T- and, I mean, I even own a copy of Reefer Madness, the yep. black and white version. We all have our copy. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know... Just because, I mean, seeing that, reading about Ann Singler, I, I call him, I call him Mr. A-hole, because I can't say his name. <laughs> yeah, you all know what I call him. Yeah, there too. But, um, you know, I, I just think that, you know, a lot of the educational stuff is being left out. You know, they're not going into things like the federal program, or the fact that marijuana was illegal. And they don't want that information out there. Value right? at all. Well, again, well, when you look, just, when you look at, you know, the, when you call it medicine, mm-hmm. okay. Now, one of the most prestigious organizations for doctors in this country is the American Medical Association. Mm-hmm. Okay, the American Medical Association grants doctors continuing education credits to learn about medical cannabis from patients at a time. Mm-hmm. My organization, that I'm a director of. Mm-hmm. The most prestigious nursing organization in this country is the American Nurse Association. They allow nurses to again get continuing education credits to learn about medical cannabis from patients at a time. So the point is, if the AMA and ANA are recognizing it as a medicine, and they want their people to learn, mm-hmm. and the only only ones that sanction is patients at a time, then if they're out of continuing education, that's that's federal. That's, yeah. that's being approved by, by, by an entity. So do they awesome. have to jump through the hoops to get their Schedule One? No, I think it's no, just no, so they can get credits in their classes. Oh, okay. Thank so it's like continuing continue education. Gotcha. It's just like any profession. It's like my brokerage firm. Right. I have to take continuing education right. you know, for the brokerage mm-hmm. industry. So th- that lends credibility. Also, the VA, right. Veterans Administration. We talked okay. about that when they, they were... Right. They yeah. just came out in favor of it. And again, yep. that was done from patients. Because there was a huge uproar when they were taking away benefits for well, that. Yeah. They weren't so much taking away benefits, okay? What they were doing was that if you were on opiates and you tested right. positive for cannabis, they stopped giving you opiates. Right. They cut you off. They cut right. you off. Yeah. Which yeah. is, I mean, that's one of your benefits. Which is a health danger in itself and, 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 and by and saying, you cannot have your opiates this day. Especially if they don't taper you off. So long. Yeah. Exactly. It's just a forced shutdown where you're going to have somebody that's suddenly going it's through a problem. It's blackmail. You go from being productive to being extortionally unproductive. The point is, the federal government approved my protocol as an adjunct medicine for my. A lot of it. Right. That's why my protocol was originally approved. Okay. It's How long do those, once those protocols are approved, do they stay in effect forever? No, or do no, they have no. a time limit? They have a time limit. What, what is... One-year time limit. On all yeah. of them, regardless all, of? Okay. All, okay. And then you so have to reapply? Right. I see. They just have to renew it. Right. Okay. okay. I mean, the doctor just has to renew his license. Oh, that one, that study that he's, the patient's doing fine, right. and we don't continue for another year. And, and, they get, and then we've got two Supreme Court rulings, right. plus a couple of federal judge rulings, district courts, saying that supposedly we'll have this medicine for the rest of our lives. Right. Supposedly. 
I find it interesting that they're allowing them to have the continuing education credits, but they stopped educating the, the DEA about the program back when the Bush administration stopped allowing new patients. Yeah, some of those agents had never even heard of it before. No, the agents aren't, as you read my book. Right. Yeah. Okay, as you yeah. read my book, unless you're an agent, unless you're an agent from 91 or below, mm -hmm. you have no idea the federal program. That's amazing, because that's your job. Well, I mean, the, the AMA stopped teaching um, any kind of plant medicine in the 30s. I mean, the move against cannabis in the first place killed using herbal remedies, and we, we made that shift. In right, and nowadays there's so many in Europe. There's still, I can't think of the, the medical term for using um, herbs. But the European Europe is still doing it. They're teaching that side of it. In Germany, yeah, mm -hmm. and yeah. we don't do that here. So Holy it's almost that's right. That's how we get into your more problem. And not those products are well. We're not allowed to do testing stuff. on and I like it that they want in. Schedule one status. Right. Well, that's so let's well, shift gears for a minute. Can we stop for one second though? Because we've touched it twice now, and we just barely dance on it. It's very important. Scheduling, scheduling, scheduling. Yeah, I'm the drug beater on that one. And people Every really need to understand why. And one of the biggest reasons that I try to explain it to people as scheduling is very important because how many thousands upon thousands of dollars have we spent to train our law enforcement? Yep. And you can't blame them. That's their job. No, That's what they're trying exactly. to do. You have to change their job. That is what we expected. It. Right. You have to change right. where they're focusing their time. Right. So as long as it is a Schedule One drug, their eyeballs and are going to be you, plugged out of their head. If you look at the list of Schedule One substances, one of those items just jumps out at you. Like I do not belong here. Like it clearly one of these oh, objects doesn't expensive. belong, and that's like it. Have it's amazing. What it's well, like. you have cannabis next to LSD on the same yeah, list. That's I mean, what heroin. Like, like, excuse me. That is appalling me. That like it just jumps out when you well, see it printed in print form. It jumps out at you like that's get me out of here. That's because of the pharmaceutical industry yep. and all the other major lobby organizations. Interesting that patents. Happen. Uh, yeah. So let's. Uh, I'm curious what you you spent a little bit of time here in Montana now. What do you see like a big problem here with what's going to happen, or like what is? Why do you focus so much time here? What is it that's intrigued you about this? What we're doing here? Uh, it's because there's other people, but tons of other states that have there, it. There, well, there are tons of other states that have it, but these this state has one. I, I believe one of the best working programs there is, and and, mm -hmm. and the people that are involved in it are really very, very well educated and right. they want to learn and they want to help. Right. And they, they realize they, they, they realize it's a medicine. It's just not giving out pot. Right, right. And I like that aspect. Like in some of, other states. It's like in a lot of other states. Right. Like in a lot of other states. And I always when I first started yeah. this I kinda had the idea that like the government kind of played it shady by how they went about making it legal. So now we have to because some people are like, you're using the medical as a guise to get it completely right, legal. Right. And when I first started this, I kind of thought, well, that's, you know, you guys play dirty, so now we have to. If you say it kills people and makes you crazy, we have to get a cancer patient as our poster child. And some people are like, that's messed up that you guys are doing that. But they don't understand that it is a legitimate medicine. Like, you're living proof, everyone that's, you know. Well, we've tried to say his condition on the show a few times. Right, cartilage. I, I always mess that up. Just say cartilage. You should have heard me practicing it on my drive to hell and I was like, I can't mess this up when I interview him. And then okay, I, I, it's called multiple congenital cartilaginous, cartilaginous that's ex exostosis Got it. and a variant of the syndrome pseudo-pseudo-hypo 
Kara, thyroid isn't. Wow. That's amazing. Yeah. And basically what See that, that means is your... Is the, second, the, the second part is that, I, if I remember the book right, you had your first diagnosis, and then you find out that you have something a little different along with it later, correct? Right. What happens is the first diagnosis says that whatever tumors I had at puberty mm-hmm. would grow as I grow. I would develop no new ones. Right. Whatever right. I had at puberty, that's it. And, and then they start and, seeing and, and, then, and they would grow. Once I stopped growing, they would stop growing. Okay, and if I survive and had the ones that could go malignant, I'd take it out. Right. And I survive, I could, I could maybe make it. And they would never grow back. And, and they, they would grow back. Right. Then at age 19, when I stopped growing, my, it's called the epithesis, the growth centers were all closed. So I, my growth was over with. All of a sudden, age 19, existing tumors started growing and I started developing new ones. Mm-hmm. And that was not the etiology of the first disorder. So it wasn't until three years later, or two years later, I guess it was, that we discovered the second disease. Mm-hmm. And it's prevalent in people who have multiple congenital cartilaginous exostosis, and you can develop tumors at any age, new ones, and existing And they grow, grow at any time. different rates. And, right. Wow. And I've been very fortunate now because I've not had a new tumor grow or an existing one grow uh, since I was 21. Hmm. And that was now, now we, 30, that was what, 36 years ago. We've been seeing a little bit that some more studies are starting to come out that people have the hypothesis that maybe cannabis is. Not necessarily preventing cancer, but studying cancerous growths once you have them and possibly preventing it, but it needs to well, be studied more. And that kind of seems like that's what it did right, for you. I mean, it's anecdotal, original, but... The original, a lot of the original studies on, on, were fleshy tumors. Right. And they were done as long ago as 1974. Wow. The reason I know about them is because they were done at VCU, Virginia Commonwealth University, in Richmond, Virginia, okay, which is near where I lived, right. where I lived at the time. So, does it stop bone growth? Does it stop cancer whatever? You know, I, I think it stopped the tumor growth in my condition. Right. The way I look at it is this, though, that it's sure if, if it doesn't, it doesn't harm you. Right. Okay. It harm it's you. risk management. It, it, it hasn't harmed you. And so I think that aspect is, is something to be appreciated. Right. And didn't you, you've kind of tested that yourself when you would, you would see if it was actually the cannabis that was helping you. I remember in the book there's a part where you talked about Smoking for three weeks and then stopping. Right, that's when I first discovered. Right, right. first discovered because again, I did not want to believe that. I right, medicine, so you had to find out for yourself from and the so, chess game and all. Right. Yeah, and so. Well, and I know that patient zero, Bob Ramp, right? He he went to the court with the with the um, basically by saying any any sane person would use this medicine to keep their eyesight. <clears throat> Wouldn't that be something that technically we all could use those? Being now pharmaceutical medicines do harm our bodies As a so preventative, much, though. we're sane people for using this instead of turning to all of these pharmaceutical medications. It all falls back on the Schedule 1. Exactly. I think we'll see the true benefits generations from now. We've had this taken away from us yeah, for so long. Exactly. We don't know if maybe these cancers we've had, this is my little pet theory and some other people I know. Oh, I agree. That maybe they've happened because this plant was taken away. Right. Well, so and so maybe it was all along helping prevent something. Look at the unexplainables like fibromyalgia or um, MS and stuff and a lot of the gastrointestinal stuff they have. Autism. Things that have just. Let me point out something. That is very different in our movement versus, they like to compare this to alcohol. Mm -hmm. (coughs) And there is one major comparison between the two that we don't have. That is when they outlawed alcohol. Then when they legalized alcohol, everybody, when they legalized it, remembered when it was legal. Right. Right. 
Yes. Okay? I mean, that was like 10 years or 8 years mm -hmm. or whatever. Was. Everybody, have that. everybody knew everybody that. that. Now we have nobody in this country Stalin. that can so remember, remember when it was legal. Remember, I was, okay. We were talking about that on the way here, how yeah. alcohol prohibition, it was so quick. They were able to say, this doesn't work, we need to change our ways. This, though, I mean, it just seems Oh, yeah, because like we were trying to figure out why cannabis prohibition has lasted so long and alcohol prohibition was so quick. And I thought it was effective. because of the mob's involvement. They brought it to the streets. They were killing people there. They were running from Canada back. Like, they were in the cops' faces. Well, when cannabis was we prohibited, we just sat back. Well, well I think the, that wasn't happening right here and right in their face. Cannabis their is so much more broad-based, though. But but yeah, it was just, we could look at it from the hemp and side wait, you and have the to petrochemicals. Understand the what happened with the alcohol prohibition, and this is the thing that's sad, the whole reason the alcohol prohibition was turned over was because so many people went to jail. Mm. And that there were, were so many productive problems. members of The lawmakers society. at the time right. went, oh my gosh, look, look at this, doing. it is not the will we're of the people. We're putting your brothers and your fathers in jail. Right, we shouldn't but the key right. words were, it's not the will of the people. But so cannabis prohibition was for the Mexicans. The people, the, we have to right. overturn that law. Well, I think the important thing now is making sure that people are very well educated right. and letting people know there are federal patients out there. I mean, I know my parents didn't know. So many people don't that know that. No, it's amazing. No I didn't yeah. know that till I read the book. Yeah, people have no idea. Well, I, would dare say, I would dare say this country, if there are 300 million people, I dare say maybe 20 million people. Right. Now, is that the government's work at trying to keep a lid on that's why you see, see, that's why they leave us alone. That's, see, that's, why, that's why, in a way, I'm not really... I'm always worried, okay, that the government could try to do something. Mm -hmm. Right. But the point is, they've kept it quiet. Mm -hmm. If they were to take my medicine away... They know that I have Steptoe and Johnson. I have Steptoe and Johnson as attorneys. Right. Now, Steptoe and Johnson out of D.C. were the attorneys for Bob Randall. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Okay. When Bob sued the government, they filed a lawsuit on a Thursday. The next day, Friday, the government caved in. Mm -hmm. Wow. The gag order on suit. Wow. Okay. So there's something in that That's suit. A, the down. government doesn't want out. Right. And B, the government knows because I've made sure every media event that I do that people understand that they represented Bob since 1978. And in 2001, when Bob died, they then started representing me. Right. Mm -hmm. So they are my attorneys. So God forbid if the government were to stop They know exactly what to I'd do. I'd be calling them in a second saying, right. okay. And also they know what the media would do with this. Right. Well, Especially okay. nowadays with the internet, with, with how with fast exactly. it spreads. Right. Right. But if I recall, in Bob's book, when I read about that, I'm reading mm -hmm. Bob's book right now, mm -hmm. and when the government tried to silence him, that was before. That was before. That was before he got Steptoe right, and Johnson, he, right. but he got Steptoe and Johnson that because helped of, fix because the problem. Of it, right. No, he got it because of it. Because right. Of it. Mm -hmm. What happened is when Bob got it, when he won the lawsuit, when he won his lawsuit, and the government decided to give him the, the marijuana, the cannabis, they told him, keep your mouth shut. Go home and keep your right. mouth shut. And he wouldn't do that. Mm -hmm. He went out to college campuses, spoke. That's how he made a living. Mm -hmm. Right. He was his, and also educated. Mm -hmm. And that's how I met him. That's when I met him at Old yeah. University in, in 1977. And so, when he started doing that, the federal government did not like him talking. Right. So they couldn't, they, couldn't, they, couldn't, they couldn't just stop it and take it away from him. Right. So what they did is they went to his doctor. Mm -hmm. And they offered his doctor a huge grant to research something. On. No, research something. Okay, they, lived, they were in D.C. They offered the doctor a you know, $300,000, $400,000 grant, something like that, wow. to, to do some kind of research. Mm -hmm. But he had to go to Duke to do it. Right. 
And that was. And that so once he left DC, once he left DC, Bob no longer had a doctor write a prescription. Therefore, the government stopped his prescription right. without taking it away from him. Wow. So we put pressure on the doctors. And that's, you still see Doesn't some of that. that doctors are familiar, afraid. Though? Doctors being freaked out. They're afraid now. to lose what? their practice. Well, that's right. what we're dealing like, with in Montana. Uh-huh. Exactly. Hey, look, my doctor. In the book you read. Oh, yeah. Dr. M. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. He won't even go public. Now, was and that because he, he was afraid give of losing him, his license, or did he have other reasons? He won't give him higher THC <laughs> cannabis, either. <laughs> but you know, we may not need it, okay, really, because yeah. George well, that's like true. It. We don't yeah, my doctor, my doctor is a, um, <coughs> a, a different, different than, he's not a U.S. doctor. Okay? Right. He's not a U.S. doctor. So I won't, I'm not going to use the, 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 the tone, okay, but basically... George, uh, LB, LB calls me up. Right. Says Irvin, I just uh, you know, I picked up my medicine, and it's five point nine nine THC, and it really made me feel better, and it made my arthritis feel better. Besides, maybe you should try it. And LB, if anyone doesn't know, like, she had a patient. So you should get your doctor. I said, well, it just so happens I'm going to him for a reward. I'll try. So I go to him and I, I tell him, you know, that Dr. Palmberg, which is LB's doctor, University of Miami, right. and he's public, Dr. Palmberg. So I said, he, they, they ordered a new strain, and Elvis says that it, it's helped her, I got kind of, but it, it's helped her arthritis, and so she thought maybe I should try it. And it's 5.99 THC, and I get 3.60. And he goes, 5.99? Let me piece himself. He said, that'll fry your brain. <laughs> he said, I'm not going to let you fry your brain. And this that'll is fry your brain. This is 80s? my neurologist. 70s, no, 80s? This was just, uh... Four years ago. Oh, wow. Really? Four years ago. ago. I I remember reading a while ago stories coming out that saying that the cannabis that we have now is in the, you know, 15, 20% range, whereas the the old school cannabis was 2 to 3%. This is from their their growing mist. I see. So then, so now, so my doctor wouldn't do it. Okay, fine. So I called George. George, Elmi called and told me about this new strain that he got. And and I asked my doctor, I told him what he said. And he said, well, my doctor gave it to me. And George and I have the same symptoms. I mean, different diseases, but the same, right. same symptoms, same problems. So uh, George calls me and says, Irvin, I got it. Came in. <laughs> I go, good. I said, you know, tell me, let me know what it's like. Two weeks later, he calls me back. He said, Irvin, you're not going to believe this. He said, we just shipped it back to the government. Whoa. He said, I'm doing horrible. Wow. He said, my condition is bad. He said, mentally, I'm bad. He said, I'm, he said, I'm not good at all. Different strains for different people. Okay, meaning so uh-huh. we went back to the lower strain. Different endocannabinoids. And everything was fine. Yeah. So, yeah, so we would know that if we were able to right. do the studies that need to be done. Well, and we That's, do studies all the time. The government just doesn't want to exactly. know about it. Exactly. <laughs> right. Yeah. And oh, I, I, you can I, do it, but don't tell. Another big thing I've been hearing a lot is the whole driving thing. Yeah. If you have THC in your system as opposed to are you actually... Well, he's one of the four people in the United States, though, who can actually do that. I can drive, okay? That's one of the things that does bother him because people do not abuse usually uh, medicines. And what I mean by that is this. Okay, if you if you get a prescription, it always says on there, don't operate dangerous machinery right. until you know how, mm-hmm. how it makes you feel. It reacts that's different for everyone. That's what a lot of people do, okay? Right. Especially a responsible person who works, they're not going to want to jeopardize their job. Yeah. So if they can take a pill and it doesn't affect them, then they're going to take it in the morning and, or afternoon or whatever, and they're going to go to work, they're going to drive, they're going right. to do everything, okay? Mm-hmm. Now, if that same pill bothers them, okay, makes them a little, you know, messed up or something, well, then that patient's going to know, well, I can only take this before I go to sleep. Right. Or I can home at night after work. Okay, right. I can mess me up a little bit. 
Now, cannabis, if you do not get high, and a lot of patients don't get high, okay, therefore, you don't get high, it's a big deal, just like me, I don't get maybe for fact. Now, most patients, or most people anyway, if they feel cannabis and they get high, they know they're high. Right. They know it. It's very simple. They're not saying, you know, like the alcoholic who has, you know, three or four drinks, hey, I'm fine, no problem at all. Right. Oh, well, the guy that's goes, oh, my God. Starting from yeah. a stage of impaired judgment. The guy yeah. that's high goes, God, man, I am wasted. That's some good shit. I am wasted. Right. Now, they know they don't want to put themselves in a position mm-hmm. to drive because they know they're wasted, okay? Right. And then, God forbid... They normally don't get high. That's the difference between being high and having your judgment completely impaired to begin with. And that's the difference that alcohol... And, and, let's say now you're a person that normally does not get high. Right. And all of a sudden, you've driven somewhere, you're out at a party, and you start smoking, and all of a sudden you start getting high. Right. Okay? And you know you gotta drive. Okay? When you go to drive, you say, oh shit, I really, this bad situation, I shouldn't have gotten myself in this situation, I am high. I've got to be really careful. Which driving. exactly okay. from that self-realization okay. of knowing that you're high makes you more cautious. Exactly. When you're on exactly. alcohol, you're like, "I'm fine. I'm so fine." The more drunk you get, the more fine you think right. you exactly. are. That's yeah. your judgment. So that's that's why I really believe that you know most people are going to be very responsible. Right. And so that's just something I keep comes hearing to, coming up comes over and over again. When it comes to employment issues, okay, somebody who you know is a patient in Montana, and then something goes wrong and. And they're tested, and it has positive for and they get fired. Right. For it. I mean, that, that's that's completely... Like, even wrong. at my job, I drive all day, and I told my boss, I was like, I have my car, and he's like, well, just know that, you know, because of our insurance, like, be careful about it. Like, he's not, he's like, I'm not going to tell you not to do it, just be careful. Mm-hmm. Know that if you go into a place and they smell it, they're going to call the office and, you know... Well, and you've been But he was stopped. really understanding about it. You've been stopped numerous times by law enforcement in right. every place imaginable. Yes, the story, you guys have to get this book. The uh, yeah. story's alone in this book. Disneyland. But I the, Disneyland. The thing yeah. you yeah. at in the bathroom with the gen. Well, just so many been, great stories. You've even been pulled over just sure. by, you know, by an officer going through the toll booth. But every right. time yeah. you've been stopped by law enforcement, it wasn't because you were acting erratic no. or you because were they acting under it. the influence. It's because they smelled it or they well, saw it. Cannabis has a very particular smell. Right. Well, definitely you can't hide it. And, and a law you enforcement try, is trained to pay attention we to that smell. We paid them to learn. Or exactly. Because yeah, exactly. we thought it was a problem. But, but, but then again, they have dogs that walk right past suitcases that are full of it. <laughs> that was amazing. That's because you know what amazing. they've done now? They don't care about the cannabis. Now they want the money and the bombs. Yeah, right. It went oh, to his Terrorism wallet. is more profitable it than the drug war. It went to his wallet in his pocket. Which, they wanted the money. Right. Mm-hmm. So, uh, 90% of money at one point in this country yeah. had tainted residue on it in the first place. <laughs> well, so, no, I don't think it's know, that. I think the dog may have actually get off cash the cannabis in his bag, but they paired cannabis and money. Mm-hmm. So the dog had hit on, he hit, it smelled the cannabis in the bag, but it hit on his wallet because that's where the money was. So, do you see... Montana going in an okay direction, or are you like I said, you're spending a lot of time here? It seems like, are you worried Ask him that, that something could go oh, wrong? Yeah, yeah. yeah. what are you doing next? I'm week? definitely worried. I'll be lobbying this, the Montana State House the entire week. You're gonna be the man to talk to our yeah. legislators. Yeah, I definitely, good. I definitely worry. Okay, that's really good because one person has caused most of the problems in the state, and they're using that as an excuse to go against it. You know, he wrote a book. Oh, have you have seen his well, in here? Uh, uh, I do know. Yeah. You know, I, I just, we think it's a joke running on our show. You know, I um I don't really want to even discuss yeah. that. Yeah. Actually, yeah, I don't even want to discuss that. 
But the point he's is, made the whole industry look. He's, it looked very bad. And that's okay. bad and for you know, everyone. The thing is, Bob Randall and I, we started doing this in the 70s. Right. Okay. And we tried, and we got it. We watched your documentary, Waiting to Inhale, and the pictures they found of you when you were our age. Yeah. Wow. You you would have been so cool to hang out with. I wish I was born earlier, man. Like, we were watching that before our show uh, a couple weeks ago. We were just like, is that it? That's not. Oh, my God, that's it. And then I looked over, I'm like, now picture that guy trying to sell you furniture. (laughs) That was so great. In the 70s, when you ran the yeah, that was a really the well Penn done Teller documentary. Bullshit episode like you were on where you actually smoked in front of the White House. Yeah. Yeah. The so very end, the and then the officers asked you to move away from the <laughs> No, they, 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 they didn't ask me to move away, they ignored it. Oh, really? So, no, where, they, where they asked, where, where are you getting to where they supposedly was at the Supreme Court. Mm-hmm. That was that was with the um, well, waiting to inhale with the uh-huh. Supreme Court. Yeah. Okay, because what happened there is I had just spoken at, at the podium. All of us had spoken, and that people against us were nasty. Was this was for patients out of time? No, this was yeah. for the Oakland, California Cannabis Buyers Club. Oh, okay. Two thousand. Okay. Yeah. Right. That's Supreme Court. That's Supreme Court. So now I hadn't smoked for hours. It's been like three hours, and I finished speaking, and now the opposition speaking. I don't want to hear them. Right. And, but I, I, I heard it all before. Yeah. yeah you, you've you've come up with nothing new. You know, I'm going to walk away. I'm going to walk away and light up. Right. So I walk as far away as I can, but I'm still on the top step of the Supreme Court, and I light up. Okay. And all of a sudden, here come two cops over towards me. And they almost grabbed me to pull me back into the Supreme Court. I said, wow. excuse me, I'll break away. They go, they, I, go, I said, I'm taking my medicine. They said, that hasn't been decided yet. Wow. I said, it has for me. Right. I said, I'm a federal patient. Yeah. You know, and, uh, and see, I'm, I'm, legally, years I'm legally allowed. And I said, I broke away from them. I go, look, I'm not trying to cause a problem. If I can't, if, if there's, you have a problem with me taking my medicine here, where can I? Well, if you go down the steps, we're not involved then. Okay, then I'll do that. So I walk down the steps. Out of their jurisdiction. <laughs> yeah, my fruit, I walk down the steps. My four-star you know, jurisdiction. Exactly. Right. Right. Uh, okay? Yeah. But what I was saying before with, with this whole situation, when Bob Randall and I started trying to educate the American public about this, okay, because we were the only two really in the country getting it. You guys had your hands full to start out with, uh, just yeah. from all the damage that had been done. Uh, all those years, yes. So the point being is that we wanted for the patients. Right. Okay? We were about, we were the whole thing about is patients generated patients, patients, patients. And... And now, with what that one person's done in this state, right. it's been not what Bob and I ever wanted to have. It's set back okay. years it's just, it's just, of work just, that you guys have right. it's just, worked it's hard just, to do. Yes. And, and, that and that's is, sad to see, definitely. Very sad to see. And, and the people are picking up on that. They're using this excuse. Right. Plus, again, the religious right that just came in. Now there's, there's much more, you know, yeah. we've got they, with the soccer moms or whatever. And the whole point is, I mean, we don't want kids to be doing this. And if the kids are doing it, they should have a reason. Right. And we, we have one child, you have one child uh, in this state, in Montana, that is four years old. Right. Okay, and, and has a uh, cancer, dying. Serious brain tumor. Okay, and dying, yeah. and, and, and he's getting uh, cannabis. And yeah. they're trying to use cannabis on him. Now, the point is, he's four years old. Right, and they like okay, to use okay, that okay, as a okay, blur they, they, Yeah, that comes... Right, because it's shocking. Right, it is shocking. It is shocking. But you know, I look at it this way. It's a medicine. That's what I'm arguing. I would rather That's have them good. use that first than no, anything no, 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 else. No, 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 That's not my point. That's not my point. It's a medicine. And he's four years old. They're saying that doesn't equate. Right. Okay, well, let me ask you a question. If a 40-year-old had the same cancer, and they gave him chemotherapy or radiation, wouldn't they want to do the same thing for the four-year-old? Right. Well, if they can give the four-year-old the same thing they give a 40-year-old, I mean, the radiation and, and, and cancer treatments, okay, chemotherapy, 
Ooh, they give him that medicine to a four-year-old. Mm-hmm. What's the difference? Yeah. And that's what, nasty what, stuff. What's the, what's the difference? Yeah. I mean, the point mm-hmm. is, if we're saying this is a medicine, which is what I am saying, yeah. I want to treat it as a medicine. I want the medical board to oversee any doctor giving a recommendation. I want to see the nurse practitioners. I want to see the PAs have the right to do it. Right. But again, the same thing. Either they do it right or they lose your license. I mean, lose your license. Mm-hmm. Okay, take it away. Suspend it. First offense, suspend it then for six months or something. Right. But you do it again, lose your license. Are they doing that and with the doctors they're finding no, over they're prescribing not. They're the not. medication they're not. and the pill they, they, mills? They, 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 they really aren't that much, no. Are they trying to set an example to be more harsh on cannabis because of its background I think, and history? I think, it, I think it is. I think it is, yes. I think it is. But what... What you know, the police have a right to try to enforce laws in the state. Mm-hmm. That's their job. That's what and, we're and, and the medical board is the same way. Right. So all you've got to do, okay, is if you've got a doctor that you believe is doing something wrong, it sends some shills in there. Right. Mm-hmm. Undercover mystery shoppers. Undercover people in there, okay? Mm-hmm. And if those undercover people deserve to find that's true, then slap them down fast, okay? There you Get go. those doctors down fast. And so that's really, they would do it with, with other medicines. I mean, that's really what well, they need to do. Well, our own law enforcement has been through the circus shows. I've talked to law enforcement at the state level. Mm-hmm. They went through the clinics and yep. got in a card. And yep. So they've got their own opinion, and that's what they're taking up legislative and that's, that's and so It's the bad apple that spoils the I just think it comes, you have to do a risk assessment. Like, even if you smoke cannabis, what's the worst that that is going to do to you compared to if you get put on a narcotic? What is the worst that that's going to do to you? The, it, it's well, way unfortunately, more though, a lot of us are in a society now right. where pharmaceuticals are the answer. I mean, I know right. I'm a mom. I have three children. My oldest is six. He's autistic. <clears throat> and when he was first diagnosed... And they wanted to put him on pharmaceuticals. And I thought, okay, oh, you that, that's, that's how you fix him, that, you know. Right. And now he's on three. Um, Adderall, which is an amphetamine, clonidine, no. and um, Cyrocol. And yeah, I don't want him on them anymore. But I can't find a doctor willing to take him off of them. Mm-hmm. So, you know, we're we're in a society where pharmaceuticals are definitely shut down. That's what I'm saying, though. We sh- you would think, logically, you would start with the medicine that has the least negative well, side effects and then go that, from there. We're so trained. We're right. trained to mm-hmm. do so what we're told. 80 years of brainwashing we have to you undo. Are, no, not just 80 years of brainwashing. From the time you are born and in diapers, well, yeah. you are trained to do what you are told. And, the people and you go through the yep. whole medical thing, and when you go to the doctor, oh, the doctor said you have to take every one of these pills until they're gone. Yep. And the doctor said, the doctor said, the doctor said. Mm-hmm. So they've always been trained that this is what you do, and... A lot of people just don't step outside the box right. to learn Well, anymore. ideally, you're Definitely. trained to listen to those that have the certification, well, that have, you're a doctor. That's your job. We should be able to trust you. You never know. They're only practicing medicine. They're humans, and they're corrupt, just like anyone else can be. But, um, yeah. Hey, guys. Yeah. You ready to wrap it up? Yeah, you guys. Yeah. Go ahead. Go. Right. Well, I do want to bring up one thing, though. Can yes. talk about yeah. this? Yeah, yeah. we're going to try to make it back time. next time. Yeah, one thing I want to tell everybody before we leave. Hotbox Podcast is going to be taking home 14 books. Mm-hmm. So that they'll be taking home books that they'll have a selling callus bill. Let's see you guys sell them all before next Saturday. Everybody needs this, and everybody needs to get a copy to get to your friends who aren't educated, so that the word can get out there definitely. And there's the other person we're going to talk to. All right. Well, hey, let's start this intended interview. Thank you hey, for spending thank so, you so much time. So we're also raffling the really Oh yes, we are raffling. Oh yeah, one more chance to win. I'll get it in here. You should talk to Katrina with me actually.
Yeah, break a tree. Right. Yeah, break a tree on it. Hey guys, good to see y'all. Yeah, thank thank you so much, man. I'm glad I got you on the show. It was amazing. Irv and I will be on Freedomizer Radio on Wednesday night. Okay. So we'll have the link out there on Facebook. And we'll talk about it on Tuesday. Cool. All right. Thank you, you guys. Thanks again, Irv. Yeah, later. So we're going to have Logan and Katrina come on. Logan is from Zoom Out, and Katrina is from right next to Garden Mother Herbs, actually. Yes, Garden Mother What's going on, man? How's it going? We were actually talking about your court. We, uh, somebody asked us about the, the case in Deer Lodge. Oh, okay. And actually, is this your office we took over? No, this is actually Ashley. Oh, okay. Session. Well, thanks for letting us set up in here. Man. My this office is, cool. is over Definitely. there, but I mean... Really All right, guys, listen up. Here is where's the can? Here's the can that's being auctioned off. This is what Herb gets every three months. Twenty-five days. Every twenty-five days, three hundred cannabis cigarettes. What's the raffle? I didn't know it was twenty-five. MontanaMedicalGrowers.org. Uh, yeah, and then there's tickets available. You have tickets available here, right, Logan? I do have tickets available, and I believe they will be available through Taylin, who's passing them around the different dispensaries, as well as uh, the next benefit on Saturday. Yeah, so the energy. And Tamarack also has them. And Tamarack, yeah, at Doctor. Cool. Yeah. So. Yeah, and Tamarack so. has them too? Yeah, that's good. Yeah, there's Tamarack at Doctor. And this one's in Big Arm with me. All right, well, cool. Tell us what, what, so what do you do here? Uh, currently, um, basically, I do a lot of things here. Mainly PR. What's your job title? PR? Uh, no, my job title, I'm actually the secretary treasurer. Nice. I actually don't really do very many financial things. I more of manage the clinic. I have two right. other partners, but here, basically, I, I manage to make sure that everything goes in order. Um, and then my other partners, they work on basically the cultivation side of things. Um, and also, I try to be in the public. I be as active as I can going to every legislator meeting. Right, the MMGA stuff. Every subcommittee that. meeting. Um, yeah. Also, all the MMGA meetings of the Commission. That's how I've gotten to know all these wonderful people around right. here. Um, basically, through networking like that and being as active as I can. So. Mm-hmm. Cool. Well, and I have to say, we, we're really impressed with the setup here. You yeah, know? this is cool, man. You guys I mean, we sure. have been to several places and, you know, and I... Just being in Kalispell and mm-hmm. Whitefish, that area, you know, people are just trying to set up shop wherever they can. Right. And unfortunately, it's not the most appealing places. Yeah. But, you know, walking in here, I mean, just seeing the sign outside, the medical compassion, that's medical really marijuana cool. compassion No, sign. that's actually Jason's sign. And well, I know, but... He's changed it five different times. And actually, really? I'm we thought it was your guys' so. No, but just uh, the fact that it was out there to me, even though it's Jason's thing, mm-hmm. is, you know, it's still nice. And your guys' building is nice. It's clean. Right. It's yeah. very It's a good atmosphere, for sure. The paintings, the artwork, it's all really cool. Since I've been here for a whole year, I'm like, i got to remodel How long have you guys been open for now? About a year and four months. Cool. Business good? I was the second dispensary. Now, see, like in Kalispell, we have to deal with the moratorium. So that pushes all of the dispensaries to go to one area. And people will freak out because they're like, look at all these dispensaries. And it's like, well, you don't understand. You made it so that they all have to go there or be even further out of town. So you guys don't have that here, right? There was no more to home set. I mean, if you're here, you can get an active business license. That's how it should be. Well, and the other thing that I love is that 
there's multiple people doing the same thing in the building and that yeah. for the most part you guys are all getting along great with the exception of the one person that we don't well, really we, we, we despise there will always be a bad apple we yeah we've we've said our piece about him <laughs> and we're not going to mention so what's your name <laughs> i'm katrina katrina what do you do here uh i have so I'll see you at the gym tomorrow. I'm a herbalist. I work with medical cannabis okay. as well. And, uh, okay. And then we can always come back here tomorrow morning. Kind of stuff. So. I like to teach okay. classes. I've worked actively in the community for right, cool. a number of years, just on all levels of herbs. Mm-hmm. And you're you're really into the organic side of things a lot more than I think. Um, I've talked to a lot of people who say they're into the organic side of it, but then they don't really know what all that means. But just yeah. hearing you talk, you're really into that side of it. Yeah. So no, that's no, a big part of it. Here. I don't see why you would actually give somebody a, a medicine that had been sprayed with chemical poisons, mm-hmm. especially if they already have autoimmune disorders and things that could be further pushed. Anything will be pushed you know, by that mm-hmm. level of poison. Some people are more resilient than others. Usually people that have had a high level of exposure are more sensitive, mm-hmm. you know, so those are all things to consider. There, It is difficult and it, it can be expensive to manage organically, but it's totally possible. Mm-hmm. You know, usually, and you find with the product that comes out in the end, it's well worth it? Absolutely. Do you guys get stuff tested here and stuff so that we know THC content, all the yes. different cannabinoids? And- two labs um, that are kind of local They're to cool us with in working Montana with you guys that and everything. are really striving to make sure that link is available. Mm -hmm. And I've had some things tested, and then also coming from an herbal perspective, I understand that if something has a really high level of THC, that doesn't necessarily tell me exactly how I want to advise it to be used. Right. I mean, Marinol. I I'm, mean, that's all it is, is THC, and it's complete junk. And you know, I, it's I more than just THC yeah. that does the trick. Absolutely. I use cannabis, and I understand from having a really close personal relationship with the strains right. and how they affect mm-hmm. me and my body, and understanding that other people's body chemistry is different, right. and getting to know them on a personal level. And those are the people that should be doing it, not people that see dollar signs in it. Like you, people like us, we have a passion for the plant. Like, it's cool to us. It's it's something we're interested in. Yeah. Strong medicine, big medicine. And those are people that should be doing this. Mm -hmm. It's been, well, it's been around forever, you know. And I, you know, that's one of my big things is I I always think that with this, um, I hate calling it an industry, but that's what it is. With this industry, I think Well, pharmaceutical industry. Industry is just There's too many people that are focusing on the money. And they're... That's their goal. It's not the plant and the patient and making that making sure they're happy and taken care of. You know, money is probably true for all professions. But and definitely, you have to have money to do a good job. It's hard to do something on a shoestring. Nobody budget, wants of course, an unhappy doctor. Exactly. Nobody wants an unhappy teacher. Right. You know, nobody wants to walk into a place they're going to spend. I think a large maybe we pay. We pay our celebrities and sports stars more than we should, and our teachers less than we should, and that should be completely flawed. Well, and I think the most important thing about you know caregivers right now is is not enough of them are educated about the plants and about what the different strains can do or should do, and. I mean, I know I know a lot of well, I know a lot of caregivers though that don't know what CBNs and all that stuff. I think there are plenty of teachers. Speaking of testing, actually, we just uh, signed contracts with Getsy down in Bozeman, um, and well as well with another dispensary um, in Bozeman. Mm -hmm. Basically, we're going to be the first two dispensaries in the state of Montana to actually get all product tested every batch. 
nice. so that comes in. So not just each strain, every batch that comes in, because it That's does good, change. That's good, because it, it does, depending on how it's... All that, they, they do change relatively to each batch. So. Well, and you were talking about that angle, but also the other angle to look at is for molds. Mm-hmm. And you, you like, that there's invisible molds that people actually can't see from the human eyes. Yeah, like if I knew that that was in something, yeah. I, yeah. that would kill me, you know? You and some people away. are allergic yeah. to like a trichoderma mold or a spider uh, web mold or something like that. Like people, you don't know how they're going to react. And the testing is available. It's been right. made and if you're dispensing medicine, patients and caregivers who have funded these people to continue staying in business hasn't been, they weren't able to get loans from. From any branch of yeah. government, everyone's like afraid because of the schedule and the federal thing. So it has been a community effort on the part. It's not right. like there are slacky caregivers. This wouldn't even happen. There wouldn't be the, the labs existing if it weren't us. If, if you would call yeah. it an industry, bringing them that, business, yeah, brought yeah. in business and created it, kept it going. Yeah, exactly. And I mean, you know, there's a lot of people right now that are able to work and help others. You know, and unfortunately, those bad seeds that are out there, they make the rest of us look bad. And they make it hard for people to really help. And they, they make cities. It's because they put themselves out there as the face of the industry. The and the rest seeds. of the industry has to say they're not speaking right. for us. One thing about the bad seeds out there, though, is I do feel like patients will find out. And from there, I mean, they do have the right to change or right. do whatever right. they want. And, I mean, a lot of them have seen, like, people don't want to use... Um, so-and-so's services because he's exploiting the law or, right, you know, or breaking the law making a dumbass out of himself in front of the public right. so or you know threatening bombs. i mean the more we educate right. patients to get them on the level that we're at yeah, the exactly. better it's going to be for our movement so well when you have a jury it's essentially supposed to be that you're being judged by your peers mm-hmm. you know and it doesn't take going into a courtroom and having a jury for us to have that ability or right. smart individuals we really like our community here we're really bonded people of all different yeah, you have to work together especially in something that's just starting out like this and and there are a lot of people who will just separate themselves through their own actions right you know and that's how we kind of figured that the industry would kind of regulate itself it's you know you go where the good stuff is you're going to go where the good prices are you go where you feel comfortable and the people that are being shitheads or being you know shady or having poor quality stuff that are just trying to cut costs it, they'll go under eventually. Well, no one's going to go there. Exactly. You can tell a lot about a caregiver, And you've too. seen it happen throughout. I mean, exactly. since uh, this industry started over a year ago, I mean, you've seen yep. it happen with... You've seen the BC yeah. bud phase out, exactly. and you've seen the yeah. local grown I mean, bud be completely... How much we have, like, progressed since it... Yeah, so it's... Oh, it's come a Like, long when way. I first started, now I'm carrying around 20 strains daily. When I first right. started, I had me too. Exactly. And yet, I mean, it just kept getting better and better, and I... Found and how long has the industry been around for now? Like, I since 04, 06? Well, yeah, since 04, but it Legally, technically, in, yeah. In Montana. And exactly. In the scheme of so. industries, it is so young. And it has such... Like, to see where we're at and how little time we got there, that's just amazing. Well, and I think the really nice thing, too, is where a lot of caregivers are setting up shop and shutting down within a couple of months, you guys are actually, you know, remodeling and making things nicer and bigger and better. And yeah. you carry a large array of things for people. I mean, T-shirts, bags, everything. And you've got the massage therapist down the hall and your shop right there, too. She's I mean, actually my caregiver. Nice. <laughs> <laughs> hey, I, it's cool. good to it's good to work right next door to your caregivers. <laughs> well, I mean, sure, come on, that's handy. <laughs> that is very handy. 
Well, I, I like Katrina said it isn't because she focuses on other herbs besides cannabis. Right. And so that's another very beneficial if I have a thing that I'm going next door to figure out uh, what I need to take. So, yeah, and see, a lot of people don't focus on that either. It's better than reaching for an ibuprofen. I actually else. have learned more about other herbs studying cannabis yeah. because I see how these, how, you know, these are used on these ways too, or they can be used with cannabis this way, sure. you know, different things like that that I didn't even know mm-hmm. at all. And I mean, that's just, it's every day is something new. And that's what I, one thing I just love. What a fantastic thing, right? You have a medicine that brings you back to the earth. You have a medicine that gets you to be close to the earth, garden, go outside if you're blessed to live in a place you can grow your medicine outside. And for a lot of people, because you get the sun, because those elements are there, they already feel better. Depression is alleviated. stress relief. Their bodies are moving. You're doing something positive. Lymphatic system's working. Plus, not to mention the wide array of symptoms that the cannabis itself treats. Like, what other other drug do we have that does that? Well, yeah. Besides laughter. Oh, I wanted to talk about the Deer Lodge thing. Oh, yeah, Deer Lodge thing. So today we won our... Okay, good. No, no, you won your lawsuit today. And somebody had asked me, you were trying to grow there, correct? So basically what happened is we bought a facility out there. And before Deer Lodge even put a moratorium or anything like that, we got our business license and everything's kosher. And we were actually, I would say we're a little bit more than a thousand feet from the Mormon church um, that out there and they don't like the fact that there's a grow facility by their church and so did you say you didn't like the fact that there was a mormon church near my grow facility i mean no i mean to offend if any of you are mormon but no i'm not actually that's creepy um, man put some windows in your church yeah it was it was interesting though going through this because they started trying to raise money through the different people of deer lodge they had different signs um, that they were selling to actually win their lawsuit and raise money for their lawsuit. Demonizing row families, guys. not pot. Um, oh, wow. And so ever going, ever since going into the art facility, every time like I'd have to like see these signs, grow families, not pot. And you know we'd be in the news, the local news That's that sad. actually doesn't go online, but it's like a local newspaper. We'd be in there like every day, and like either I or Brian would be on the cover of it, like oh, as man. the criminal. And this and that. And they're Mormons? So now, was this a grow facility where you hung up big neon pot signs with flashing? No, outside of all the time. It was very, very... um, Would you know... We had a fence um, security cameras that we spent over $10,000 a lot it was it's just the idea that it was nearby exactly. was and too they, much. And the thing for about them. them is they're not educated, and we did our best to educate yeah. them, and they didn't want to listen. I mean, I guess they want to go off their book, which is fine, but yeah, I mean, so Which is funny because we have more hard evidence yeah. that cannabis does what but we say it does than they do for what they believe there, as so. a religion. Mm-hmm. And that is appalling that they but can take funny, that over um, this. I think about a month ago, we are in trial, and basically the judge is like, so what laws are they breaking? Exactly. Like, and I mean, they just wasted all their um, money for church, I and mean, they could have put that into making right. their church. So grow like, families, not lawsuits. Well, it's build a playground, don't sue and grow. You guys should have brought some of your that, money yes. as a donation to the church to be like, here, we know you guys lost a lot of money in that lawsuit, so this is from the medical cannabis community. Exactly. Yeah. One thing that, though, that they, they were, were love that. that they were actually pissed off about, they thought that we would supply all to your lodge with cannabis. But basically, we're, we only ever store in Missoula, so yeah. I don't understand how we would 
you know, we don't take patients from there. That's it's it's that it's criminal like that. element. You know, my yeah. mom my mom works for the county attorney's office in Kalispell. Thank goodness she's finally gotten used to me talking about her and me and what I do. <laughs> but I mean, my mom is my mom was one of those people where when you say marijuana, she immediately went into yeah, freak. Oh, yeah. oh my gosh, everything is going to blow up and die and my explode mom was like that too. and go it's horrible. Freak. You know, but I mean. Yeah, and my mom's one of those people who, unfortunately, if she knew pot was growing next door, she probably would have been like, oh my gosh, call the cops. Right, even though everything was totally fine up until she right. knew it was there psychologically. But my mom, weird. as soon as the Interlake started publishing stories yeah. about me being a caregiver and putting my picture out there, and as soon as I started becoming, well, doing the show yeah. and all this other stuff, she had to get used to it. And, you know, I basically told her that the day a plant eats my child is the day I will stop growing. Yeah, for sure. I mean... I to make the phone call. <laughs> sorry, we were smoking well, and the plant actually ate Sandy. My so. mom, growing up, had a plant in her house, and I can't remember the name of it now. Big, huge leaves. And if you ate it, it would actually relax your larynx and you couldn't talk. And if you ate enough of it, it could kill you. Yes. And that was a house plant that was in the living room that she watered daily. Yeah. But she had a problem with me... Being a caregiver growing her marijuana. Her wasn't demonized for 80 years. Well, true. So, Good story. I like that. Yeah. So, but you guys, so you guys won the lawsuit yeah, today, which means they can't amazing. do anything yeah, about your growing. That's really a great precedent to uh, set that. The guy next door is suing us, but um, here, yeah, for what? For basically, I mean, can you talk about that? Yeah. No, I can <laughs> totally talk about lawsuit. it, and I, I don't care about it because he talks about it in front of me. That oh, people wow. like, oh, I'm suing that guy because he thinks it's funny, but I don't think it's funny. Um, Let me kick his ass. <laughs> <laughs> but basically, yeah, Jason Chris, he actually filed a lawsuit against us a month ago because we're going to put in a doctor here to um, basically, you know, I didn't agree with his business. A lot of patients were complaining about what yeah. he was doing. And so, like, why not just get our own doctor and not force them to go next door, right. you know? And so... Do it all in-house as much as you can do it in-house. I started advertising for it, and he found out about it. And the thing is, is when I first started this industry, I was actually the first person to beta test telephone. And so he made me sign this thing, and I shouldn't have done that, but it was mainly a non-compete because I thought I would never, ever be in the doctor industry. Yeah. yeah. About being in it. Foresight. You know, and so I signed it, and the funny thing is, is we only had telephone for a week until I tossed it out because literally the doctor would take an hour just to, like, so there'd be a scheduling at 10 a.m. and then the doctor would come at 11. I mean, the yeah. wait for Typically, hour. like, when you go to a normal doctor, you're supposed to be there at 10. and organized, so I just tossed it, and then basically I met with the doctor, and we're like, all right, we're going to do this. We're going to basically... In-house. Um, yeah, and, and the thing is, is I, it's not even my company. I wasn't even making money. It was right. a separate entity that I was it. letting come into my yeah. office to, to use my resources to yeah. service patients, and... Basically, from there on, um, Jason saw the sign and kept taking him down, and then I got dropped for a lawsuit the next day. So. Well, any chance he has to throw a temper tantrum, he will take, unfortunately. Yeah. And he, I would still like to say, if Jason would ever finally like to confront us face to face. we're here! I came all this way! He's probably watching it right now. Oh. Oh, pro well, we had somebody in the chat one time that was like, this is Jason. <laughs> like, no, I was not. recently charged <laughs> no, with two not. felonies for threatening to blow up a Verizon store, and it's all a load. And I was like, call. If you're Jason, call. <laughs> I want to talk to you about it, just call. Yeah, yeah. And he won't do it because he knows he is the bad end of all of it. He doesn't mm -hmm. stand for 
anything good. No, look at what his book was called, How I Screwed Over the Industry. Exactly. Who uses that? If you look at the dictionary definition of exploitation, I mean, it is true, and it doesn't have, I, I think... When we hear that word, we kind of cringe at it because it just seems so bad. Uh, Maybe there's I, a I think computer exploits or not. It really isn't. And he makes a lot of mistakes but doesn't really represent the industry. It just goes right. back to media. And if mm-hmm. media focuses on anyone over and over and over and over again that likes the attention, that is going to continue going on the same path while overlooking. Everyone else. Everyone else that's doing a fantastic job. All the people's lives that are being helped. Just what a positive, good-natured, you know, product that gets into somebody's hands rather than being on the street somewhere. Mm-hmm. Do you really want to see your grandma on the street? Exactly. It happens. I mean, yeah. like, there. It, it seems stupid and silly, and people don't believe happens. it, but it does happen. And so, all of a sudden, there's this really safe family environment that people go into and they know your name and there's security on both sides of it. And that's what it needs to be. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. Well, and I, I, you know, my problem with Jason, honestly, it wasn't, it wasn't even about all his media stuff. It was the very first moment he spoke to me. I had gone to Caregiver Network. I went to one and he was just running around, didn't talk to me. The second one I went to, he walked up to me and said, Doctors are signing up cards for anybody. No medical documentation needed. Get all your friends in here. Call everybody oh, you know. Yeah. And that I packed up immediately and left because I was like, "That's it. That's not why you we're are doing ruining this all. You're going to ruin all of this." Yeah. The first, you know. The first day I met him, actually, he invited me to his doctor house, and so I go to his house that he lived on, actually on Eighth Street, and basically go over there, sits me down, and basically is like, "I want to let you know, though, I think you're going to fail." What? Oh, okay. Like, look where he's at right now. Right. Like, yeah, he's, the he's facing felony yeah. charges and yeah. you're getting ready to remodel and make the office nicer. Right. I mean... Whatever. I mean, he just... This, I can't wait to plug into their building because it makes it... Really yeah. Tired. Well, you know, and at attention least... And, uh, just unnecessary stress. At least you guys are in here, though. So, I mean, there's yeah. a good side we, to... You were here first. Yeah. That's yeah. Okay. That's cool. He moved in, like... And, and he'll be gone soon. I mean, he's not going to be able to stick around long, especially at the rate his popularity is growing. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I just feel bad for him in a kind of sense. I don't, I think that... I tried to, I couldn't. I think I really that there's to. just something a little different about him. I think he wants to be a martyr. Yeah. And it's not happening the way he wants it to. I think he wanted everybody to put him on a pedestal and say, "Oh, thank you for making this industry right, so great, right. and thank you for making it happen." One man doesn't make an industry. And when this that, the and that, that's not happening, you know. And at, at times, and at times, I think he just really didn't care. Yeah, yeah. I think that he he likes to. Manic. I don't know. I don't want to judge anybody. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't know anybody one else. Thing but the state about of Montana needs to know is it's not him as an individual. He does suffer. Yeah, and we say that all the time. So. Things like that that causes judgment that way. Yeah. So. Well, I just you know, I, I don't know. I I think promoting the fact that you use it for hemorrhoids. I mean Crohn's disease. If it was me, I would I would tell everybody I have Crohn's disease. That's what I use my. I would leave the hemorrhoids out of it completely. Wouldn't even bring them up, you know. Apparently, it helped that much. Yeah, 
I mean, that's, that's great, but that doesn't make the rest of it look okay because people read that story and they go, oh, he's getting away with using it for hemorrhoids. Everybody has hemorrhoids. Right. You know, I mean, he, he takes a lot of it out of it. I deal with, you know, I, I'm sure you guys help a lot of people. And I mean, I know I deal with people that are in their 80s who've been scared of touching this stuff forever. They're dealing with cancer. They're being told they're not going to live. Yeah. And he just makes a mockery of all of it to me. But that's just me. There's like <laughs> there's that in every, every state. Industry, there's right? one in every state. Yeah. yeah. Exactly. But you know what? There's a lot of people running around doing things and they're doing them and not getting caught. Yeah. And I'm not saying that there's any justification for his actions or anyone else, but it's easy to point a finger at him when at the same time, I would like to have seen Montana rise up as much about the oil spill. I would have liked to see that, that much money appalling. go into cleaning that up and making sure that those fishermen still had jobs. Yep. Mm -hmm. And some of the cannabis industry money could have easily helped with that, just as any good industry anywhere in the yep. world. Yep. And I, it's just, it's really shameful to see how we've spent our time and energy and what we've been fighting about and over. Yep. When there are clearly so many things in the world right now that need serious attention. Yeah. It's not a joke. Yeah. Oh, it no. needs serious attention and money and time. And we're we going to destroy spend where we live. All this we time down in our little micropods trying yeah. to figure out, you know, wow, there's this industry and it's totally working and people are saying it's helping and there's all these really good benefits because of it, but we're going to spend billions of dollars of taxpayer money to try to stop it. Um, yeah, I mean, we've talked about before raising money for schools, you know, through yeah. the through the cannabis industry. Just to not only do good, but to, like, change. And I think definitely more people need to focus yeah, on that community. Oh, uh, yeah, we're going to wrap definitely. up. Definitely. Yeah, we should. Yeah, nice yeah. Yeah. All right, so Logan, yeah, thank, you. Thank, you. Any, thank you very much. Thank you, guys. Thank have you, a great you guys. guys. Yeah, yeah, thanks for letting us use your office. If you don't mind just plugging the cords. Yeah, I'll be back. Yeah. But all right, well, all right. anything else? I done? think that's everything. All right, well, thank you guys for joining us. Thank uh, you. Tuesday, Saturday, hotboxpodcast.com slash live, watch live, hotboxpodcast.com. Uh, ZoomMountainNaturalCare.com. Thanks for uh, having us here. And uh, we'll talk to you guys on Tuesday. Yep, yep, bye. bye. If you like, you we, like, we, this is where, this where you, you need to be. be. <laughs> Thank you for listening to the Hot Box Podcast. Thank you for listening to the Hot Box Podcast.